Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Bev, mm. on a marvelous Monday. Yes. Today's call, we're going to talk about trust in God, not money. If you take any paper money out of your wallet or purse, you'll find the words, In God We Trust, printed on them. At least for the moment, anyhow. But the real question is, in God, do we trust? 1 Timothy 6.17 1 Timothy 6.17 New King James Command those who are rich in the press in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Yes, Lord. I trust in the living God who gives, rich, gives me richly all the things to enjoy. We need to be saying that to ourselves daily. And we do. He gives us the power to prosper because he said he would. So often we're blinded to who it is that brings wealth into our lives. We must recognize who is our source. We must recognize who our source truly is. In other words, don't trust in money. Trust in God. This sounds so simple. And in principle, it is. But in reality, we are wired to trust in money, not God. We wisely gain education, secure a job, work hard, and find ways toward job security. While planning is good, you cannot trust more on the plan than God's ability to carry out his plan. There's no doubt God wants you to use money to get his work done. But just as clearly, he doesn't want you to trust in these means. Proverbs 21, 31, 21, 31. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Wow. Therefore, your confidence should be not in the horse, but in the Lord. Psalm 20, verse 7, 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. There are seven things we should know about trusting in God. Mm-mm. Number one, trust means giving God full control. Whoops. Full control of our lives and our money. You know, it's often through money that God can clearly show us he is in total control. Trusting him is taking your position as a steward of his possessions. And sometimes that takes a little attitude adjustment. In Matthew 6, 32 and 33, Matthew 6, 32 and 33, classic amplified, it says, For the Gentiles, or the heathens, wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. But aim, seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. Then all these things taken together will be given you besides. These two verses are really full of revelation of the divine progression that God wants us to understand. He's first, then he will, if we trust him, he will provide everything else we need and want. Yes, we did say want. And for the record, as we talked so much in the past, it's all his money anyway. We're just stewards of it on this earth. That's right. 
Number two, trust builds our trustworthiness in our finances. If he can trust you with money, he can trust you with the greater responsibilities and true riches. Mm. Matthew 6, 24, 6, 24. No man can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Strong's Concordance, the word mammon, G3126, G3126, it's a Greek word that means riches, for it is personified as opposed to God. This verse is actually saying that mammon is when money is a rival to God. It opposes his desires and plans for his children. Now here's a bit of enlightening history for you. The Syrians served a God called Mammon. Additionally, the Syrians were the first people to create a system of loaning money. You want to guess what that system was called? Wow. Would you believe Mammon? When you're up to your eyeballs in debt, paying interest, continually worried because your money runs out before the month does, then your riches are being used in a way as opposed to God's purposes. Mm-mm. God wants us trusting in Him and not true riches. That's it. Number three. Trust gives God a chance to prove His love. Yes. Think of that. Oh, Trust really? gives God a chance to prove His love. Scriptures tell us God assumes the responsibility of providing basic necessities for His children who trust Him, who love Him. Anybody really who trusts and loves him. Matthew 7.11. 7.11 in the Amplified Bible says, If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good and advantageous gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven, perfect as he is, give good and advantageous things to those who keep on asking him? You know, there are times when we prevent God from proving his love for us, by trusting the world to meet our financial needs instead of him. In Malachi 3.10, 3.10, this is what he says. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I love that that part of there shall not be room enough to receive it. The verse contains the only thing in Scripture where God says, Prove me. Hey, let me show you. The New Living Translation, Malachi 3.10 says, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Whew, that is a matter of trust. But boy, I like to put him to the test, and he is the best. Amen. Wow. Number four, trust brings an opportunity for God to work miracles. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 6. 11, 1 and 6, New International Version. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Hebrews 11 is filled with examples of men and women who saw God work miracles amid their circumstances. People 
whose weakness was turned to strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we trust God, He'll give us opportunities to showcase His power. 2 Corinthians 4.11, 4.11, Living Bible. Yes, we live under constant danger to our lives because we serve the Lord. But this gives us constant opportunities to show forth the power of Jesus Christ within our dying bodies. Mm. God wants you and I to maximize every opportunity that we have. Colossians 4.5, 4.5, New English Translation. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunities. When he knows he can trust us, he'll give us even greater opportunities. Well, number five, trust allows God to provide direction. Whether in abundance or lack, often God is able to show you his unique plan. By always following your own path, you may miss the very opportunities that God's putting in the middle of your life. In 1 Corinthians 7, 17, 1 Corinthians 7, 17, the Living Bible says, but be sure in deciding these matters that you are living as God intended. You know, following God's instruction, not man's, but God's. In Luke eleven twenty eight, Luke eleven twenty eight, Classic Amplified Bible, it says, but he said, blessed, happy, and to be envied. Rather are those who hear the word of God and obey and practice it. It's really not enough just to hear the word. Truthfully, I get concerned that people don't read the word enough. How can you obey something you don't even know? We need to not only read the word, we need to obey it, we need to practice it. Living the word needs to become a lifestyle for us every Hallelujah. day. Amen. That we practice every day. Yes, yes. Number six, trust fosters self-control. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. It is vital in successful money management and flows over to every aspect of your life. Self-control is so important and it's listed among the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, verses 22-23, Classic Amplified. But the fruit of the Spirit, work, the work which His presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such there are no against such things there's no law that can bring a change, a charge. Self-control is a gift of God. Furthermore, Second Timothy one seven, Second Timothy one seven classic amplified. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving, cringing, and phoning fear, but He has given us a spirit of power and of love, and of calm, and a well-balanced mind, and discipline, and self-control. Mm. Number seven, trust brings maturity. How we handle money is a reflection of our inner spirit. Well, we mature or become perfected, really, as we wait and trust God for his provision. Money is neither good or bad. How many times have we ever said that? It is just a tool for exchange, but it's how we handle it or trust God in our finances 
that brings us into his blessings or perhaps detours us into a place of lack. Perhaps that's why the scripture says to trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. But let us say this too. If you're going through a dry spell and you're not in fear, then you know what? God's in control. Things can happen. But the thing about it is how we respond to what has happening to us is what really determines our ultimate outcome. In 2 Kings 18, 5 through 7, 2 Kings 18, 5 through 7, classic amplified, it says, Hezekiah trusted in, leaned on, and was confident in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that neither after him nor before him was any one of all the kings of Judah like him. For he clung and held fast to the Lord and ceased not to follow him, but kept his commandments. As the Lord commanded Moses, and the Lord was with Hezekiah, he prospered wherever he went. Wow. One final thought. <laughs> Don't chase money. Chase mm -hmm. God. Then money will chase you. Think of that. I'll say it again. Don't trace money, chase God. Then money will chase you. Hallelujah. Father, we just speak that this will be the greatest week mm. in the lives of everybody who's hearing our voice. Yes, Lord. Father, we just thank you, and we agree together for supernatural manifestation mm -hmm. in their lives. Yes. We agree that you will allow the greater one that's in them to anoint their lips and all they say and all they think and all they do. That's right. And we just praise you for it. Father. Yes. Thank you. We thank you too, Lord, for all the people who just support this ministry. We always pray that you are abundantly overtaken, money chasing you. Yes. For being such a blessing. We're going to talk more about that. You'll be getting your annual report in the mail, <clears throat> and we got a lot to say about the stuff that we've been able to do. So anyway, God bless you. Until tomorrow morning at 8.30. Yep. Happy trails. And keep thinking which thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Bye-bye.